Hey, Scott and John here with Bible Mysteries. We want to thank you for being a listener, but we'd love to invite you to become a subscriber. Absolutely. This will only help us to expand the amount of people that we're able to reach and show the secrets in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. And if you subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast, you get some great benefits. Access to every current episode, the full thing, even with our interviews and any special events we do. Plus, we have downloadable show notes. We have our community forum and Slack that you can join. And we have our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter. So for just $7 a month, you can help support us get the word out and defeat the satanic global elite. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 133, Countermove, interview with L.A. Marzulli. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hello, welcome once again to Bible Mysteries. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. Amen, and we are privileged today to have again on our show, welcome back, L.A. Marzulli. Hey, Scott and John, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Always good to be here. We are Absolutely. Honored. It's our privilege and it's our honor to reintroduce some of you to L.A. You've, you've heard him on here before, but L.A. is an award-winning author, lecturer, and filmmaker who's penned six, 13 books, including the Nephilim Trilogy, which made the CBA bestsellers list, and his latest book, Countermove. And I'm going to hold up a copy of that and we'll also have links to LAMarzuli.net for those of you that are interested in learning more about him. But uh, Countermove and the subtitle is How the Nephilim Returned After the Flood, which we are going to discuss a little bit today. Uh, his book series on the trail of the Nephilim, volumes one and two, are full-color oversized volumes, which reveal startling evidence of a massive cover-up of what he believes to be the remains of the Nephilim, the giants mentioned in the Bible. L.A.'s most recent film series is called UFO Disclosure, parts one through four. And they include some chilling testimonies of, he good, he's got it perfect. Yeah, hold that up. Yeah. Actual abductees, as well as startling information about crop circles is coming out soon. Or that is that one out now? That's out now, yeah. Oh, fantastic, L.A. And then L.A. is a, just a frank supernaturalist who lectures on the subject of UFOs, the Nephilim, and ancient prophetic texts, presenting his exhaustive research at conferences and churches and through media appearances and interviews uh, on numerous national and international radio and television program. So welcome back, L.A. Thanks, Thanks. Scott, for the, for the kind words in the intro. Appreciate that. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Well, we're such an admirer of your work. And, and you know, I'm going to start right. We're going to dive right in because the last time you were on the show, you made this great analogy. I think you use it frequently about the disclosure revealing of UFOs and liken it to rungs on a ladder. Right. So my listeners are asking, which, where are we on the ladder now? So I'm going to let straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, we are basically on rung number 13, um, mm -hmm. which, in fact, you could even say 14 because 
in the last 48 hours, the government said, well, it might be a mothership out there. <laughs> you know, we've heard about all this. It's 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 a Mau Mau or a Muamua. However, I think it's a Muamua. Yeah, I think so. And so, you know, a Muamua is out there, but we knew about that six months ago. Yeah. And, and you know, they, they make a big deal. Oh, it's a mothership. It's a Mau Mau. What are we going to do? And it's like, what, what amazes me is I, and I did a UFO update. Um, on Wednesday is our UFO update. And I said, you know, guys, uh, you know, I have three witnesses. Two of them I talked to. The third witness was a guy, uh, I think his name is Brewer. He's a pilot. He flew across the English Channel from France. He was making a routine flight from France to, I think, Dover or wherever. It doesn't matter. But he was going across the English Channel. Not one, but two mile wide craft appeared to his left side. He's like, and, and everybody sees it. On the plane, the small little puddle jumper, mile wide craft, mile wide craft. Two, oh, of them. two of them, yeah. yeah, two of them, and then the thing just evaporates. That's what just they disappear. Disappear, and then the second one was an Alaskan Island, Alaskan Airlines pilot, who I interviewed years ago. <clears throat> it was making a flight, and there in front of him is a mile wide craft, and he doesn't know what he's going to do. He's just like it's on radar. Everybody's freaking out. You know, what are we, you know, what is this? And he's terrified, mile wide craft. The third one, which is in the book, which we're about to republish. I was at the Prophecy Watchers conference uh, two weekends ago. Yeah. It was a great conference, like a thousand people there. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it's just amazing. And somebody came up and, and had the Alien Interviews book and wanted me to autograph it. Well, that book's been out of print for years. And oh, I went, wow. oh my gosh. And I looked at that and I said, Peggy, this is crazy. We need to republish this. So that that afternoon, I got on the phone with Mark Kahn. The, the book that followed it was called Further Evidence. That's been out of, excuse me, out of print also. So um, Mark Kahn had the, the galleys for further evidence, but not alien interviews. So we went online. We, we got the book, Alien Interviews, and and we sent it over to Saunders. Saunders typing all that long end, and, uh, which is great. So those those will be redone. And then I'm adding to that these a series of articles that I wrote in the last 10 years on our politics, prophecy, and the supernatural magazine, mm -hmm. which shows a, you know, how we're accelerating towards full disclosure. Yeah. So in that book, I interviewed Ricky Sorrell and Ricky was a, just a guy out in Texas. He's out deer hunting on new year's day, minding his own business. He gets tangled up in, a, in some briars. I know what that's like because I lived in Oklahoma for three years and they're nasty. Even in the middle of winter, they're nasty stuff. Yeah. And he's like this with his gun and he's like, and he kind of goes right overhead, right overhead, treetop level, you know, 20 feet above the trees. He can't see the edge of it. Wow. He, so he ostensibly see, the same mile wide. It's mile wide crap. He can't wow. see the edge of this thing. So the thing is like right over his head like this and it tilts and then starts going up. Let me see, I'll do it this way. Starts leaving okay. the scene and then shoots away. About two minutes later, these two jet aircraft, F-18s, who knows, F-15s, go streaking by following this thing. So I know of three. And when you see it, I mean, I've seen, I've seen craft, small craft, you see something that's a mile wide, that, that's that's a game changer. And this yeah. ties right back into the prophecy of Jesus, men fainting from fear for what is coming upon the earth. That's, that's his words in the Greek, coming upon the earth. Even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. Right. So 
if this wasn't it, if this wasn't what was manifesting, I'd be going, well, what is manifesting? Well, this is what's manifesting. And it's now global, and it's the cats out of the bag. The, the Pentagon's talking about, you know, Omao Omao as like, this could be a threat. And that's how they're couching it. They're couching it as the threat. And so some people... You, you, you have to wonder, excuse me to interrupt you, but you have to wonder, why would they suddenly now be getting on board with the very idea when they've denied for decades there was any existence, and now they're saying there's a mothership, or at least some official is quoting that. What do you think is up here, L.A.? Well, they're they're rolling it out. There will be full disclosure. These entities are in control. That's the bottom line. These so it's their it's their timeline. It's, it's their, their time. They're uh, they're saying, you know, we're not. You can't do this anymore. Now that's conjecture on my part, and I I kind of make fun of this, but. You know, when was the last time any of us got to sit down with, you know, a fallen angel and go, hey, what, what's the end game? <laughs> Can we see the schedule of events? Right. Happen. So, not. but the old guard, and I wrote a paper on this for my, for my, it'll be published in, in the upcoming, we're taking alien interviews, further evidence, and then this new stuff, mm-hmm. combining it all under one book with a new cover. Because it, it, it's just as relevant today as it was when it came out yeah. in 2013, 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And more relevant now than ever, because people will go, wow, something's up. So the old guard died away. The old guard is the guard that was at Roswell. The the guys who went, okay, Okay. General General Ramey, who goes, no, it was just a weather balloon. That's all it was. Nothing to see here, folks. You know, he, he doesn't know what it was. Yeah. You know. Don't worry about it. Ramey says excitement not justified. These guys are such <laughs> unbelievable. And, and so here, here's the original one. There it is. Oh, that's right. Which, which was yeah, replaced by the weather balloon. Baloney. No details on flying disc are revealed. Bum, bum, bum. L.A., L.A., what? Go ahead. So we're at, you said at rung number 14. 14. How, many rung, how many rungs are there? And then, by the way, this Roswell thing. What is that? Is that rung number seven or eight? And we've now progressed up to 14 and no, 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 no. Roswell, Roswell was ground zero. Roswell, Roswell <laughs> set, set the to, back to the question. Roswell set the precedent that we were under until 2017. Isn't it interesting? So 17. So, you know, do the math from 47, right? Yeah. Really interesting. So it's decades ago. They had a choice. They, they could have come, come clean and said, We've got records from a crashed UFO, but they that's what they came out with. But then they backpedaled. Oh, it's just a weather balloon. I talked to Dr. Jesse Marcel Jr. Yeah. Marcel Jr. was in the room when his father, Marcel Sr., came in with the wreckage from the crash. And he put it on the kitchen table, two or three in the morning, woke up his beautiful wife. His wife is stunning, was stunning. I'm sure she's passed. But And what woke her up. And then got Jesse out of bed and said, handle the wreckage. You probably will never see. This is from a craft, not from this world. You'll never see it again. And this is before he took that box of wreckage and went back to the 509th Army base. It's before he did that. So Jesse Marcel Jr. saw it. He handled it. He looked at it. Okay? He saw it. So... That this was, was this was the metal that it could retain its shape even yeah. if you crumpled it and it was lighter than anything, right? And we're yeah. talking about the same. Yeah. Okay. And Marcel saw weather balloons every single day. Yeah. He was he was the 509th base intelligence officer. To think for a second that he would confuse the wreckage at Mac Brazel's ranch for a weather balloon right. is patently absurd. 
I mean, it's just like going, well, JFK was shot from the back, and that's why his head goes back and to the left. But, you know, the picket fence is here in front of JFK, <laughs> and that's why his head goes back and to the left. If Oswald hit him from the back, he would have gone forward. It's it's very simple. You know, yeah. a, a, a sixth grader can figure that out. Well, you but, can you know, even see or, the, or, You know, that's, yeah, you what, can, that's what the American people bought. Right. You can see on Marcel's face in the photograph of him holding up the yeah, balloon. Yeah, he's going like, He's what? humiliated. I mean, he knows it's a lie. He's you can see. Yeah, and, and what happened was his, his son told me this. They marched him in, and he didn't know what, you know, he was being quarantined or whatever, and he met with Ramey in another room, and then they marched him in without telling him, oh, by the way, the press is here. This is a press conference. Right. And, and, and he realizes at that point, he looks down and he sees the weather balloon, and then Ramey starts this whole, this whole ridiculous thing. So he's a patsy. He's set up. Yeah. He was totally disgraced. Meanwhile, Ramey's holding this in his hand. He's holding a telegram. And about, I don't know, 15 years ago, because they got the technology, someone took that, blew it up, and it says, you know, disc going to bodies retrieved. I mean, all that's in there. I oh, mean, wow. it's a typical doublespeak. So to your point, Scott, your question, they put the kibosh on it. They put the kibosh on it. And the government, the shadow government came in, took control of everything. The stuff was was flown the right path, in my opinion. And I've had too many witnesses mm -hmm. telling me that that's where it went. And it makes sense. The stuff, everything was sent to Wright Patterson in Ohio. And Marcel, until Stan Friedman got a hold of him, was a laughing stock. And then Stan was the one who put Roswell back on the map. But here's the deal, to your point, to your question. This is what the old guard did. They, right. they, they absolutely put a lid on it. Anyone was discredited. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're yeah. a tinfoil hat guy. Yeah. Maybe you're not mentally stable. Are you on drugs? Were you drinking that night? I mean, all that stuff. And that's how the thing was, is handled. Right. If anybody who talked about it. And then if you got too close, they did away with you. You were killed. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, right. I think it's really interesting right now. Like you said, here we have the Pentagon coming out with there's a mothership which I don't know why this is not the biggest headline in, in the, in the news cycle and should be on the news every day. I mean, that to me, that's unbelievable. And they kind of just brush out. Oh, there's a mothership out there, but then <laughs> but there's, but what really blows my mind is nothing they, to worry about folks. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Just keep moving. There's a mothership, but you know, then the price the, of gas is going up. The weather balloon <laughs> thing is still going on because they shot down, they, they say it was a balloon yeah. over lake. Which lake was it? One of the Great Lakes? Yeah, you can't make by it. The way, by the way, they missed it with a half a million dollar missile. So I'm <laughs> right. pretty sure that that thing wasn't a weather balloon if it can dodge one of our missiles, right? Well, or, you know, or, it's, 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 it's a, it was a, it was a weather balloon caught up in a flock of geese that was reflecting the planet, <laughs> planet Venus caught up in a thermal pocket uh, of air. And that's swamp gas. And, and swamp gas. <laughs> and swamp gas. That's what it was. Nothing. I mean, it's just like, it's it's so, I mean, it's just, I was at a lecture at Pepperdine University about 20 years ago. And they had a guy, a total shill, and all these kids are there. And mm -hmm. he's lecturing about Roswell was a weather balloon. And then I got him. Then he started talking about the bodies that were retrieved were nothing more than crash test dummies that the Air Force used to see what they were like if we pushed them out from a, you know, from 20,000 feet. I raised my hand. I went, excuse me, sir, 
that that's patently wrong. And Stan, Stan Freeman proved that they didn't have crash test dummies to 1952. Mm. So Roswell happened in 47. I can do the math and figure that out. So unless the government has a time machine, this is a, a cover story. And this guy just started tap dancing, and it, <laughs> I, you know. And yeah. I, after his ridiculous answer, I, we, my wife and I, we just got up and left. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you're just a shill. Well, it funny. begs the question: Why would you need crash test dummies in a weather balloon in the first place? I mean, are they? If it's a weather balloon, why are they dropping crash test dummies to see if they'll, you know, survive twenty thousand people? Roswell case closed. Bum, yeah. Bum, bum, oh yeah. You know, it's just it's so. It's 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 it, it's really sad. So the bottom line is the old guard, they're all gone, they're all dead. Yeah. The new yeah. guard goes, we can't keep the kibosh on this forever. Yeah. UFO sightings are through the roof. And and this is conjecture on my part because I don't know. But maybe they said it's time, you know, it's time. We you need to tell the people that we really exist. Or the new guard said, we can't keep the kibosh on this any longer. And so in 2017, the first rung on the ladder of disclosure, the ladder is one of disclosure, not, not incidents. It's yeah. disclosure. Okay. And Tucker Carlson, 2017, Commander David Fravor is on Tucker Carlson. What people don't, don't think about, and I, not because I'm so smart, but the Holy Spirit led me in this. It's like, who picks up the phone and calls Tucker's producers and go, hey, Tucker, we want this guy. His name is Commander David Fravor. He's a former F-18 pilot. He had an encounter with a tic-tac-shaped object out over the Pacific Ocean. And we're going to give you the film of the tic-tac-shaped object as well as we want we want Commander David Fravor on your show. Well, does Fravor have a book? No, no. Does he have a DVD coming out about his experience? No, no, no. Well, mm. can't have him on. Excuse me, you will have him on next Friday. Sure enough, uh, that's conjecture, but that's how the game is played. Yeah. Who's got yeah. the power to call up Tucker's producers? So sure enough, Tucker gets on and he goes, UFOs used to be the thing of conspiracy theories and tinfoil hat wearing people, but maybe not anymore. Commander David Traver, former F-18 pilot, joins us tonight who had an encounter with a tic-tac-shaped object over the Pacific Ocean. Commander David Traver joins us now. And then, so you got Tucker here. You got Fravor in the middle, and then over here, you've got the once was classified film of the tic tac shaped UFO bopping and weaving all, all around over the ocean. Yeah, that wasn't that revealed to the New York Times journalist. And, it was it was revealed Elizondo. to the Times and Elizondo. Yeah. And nobody did anything. So they figured, well, let's let's roll it up on Tucker. Now, this morning when I was with my friend Dan, the lawyer, I said, Dan, why do you think they did it, released it on Tucker? And he goes, he got a smart guy. He goes, well, Tucker's audience is primarily conservative Christian. I went, bingo. Ah, That's exactly why they did it there. Yeah. They want to see what the reaction is. Guess what the reaction was? <clears throat> Flatline. Nobody did anything. Yeah. When I saw it, I'm going, oh, my God, the phone. <laughs> Run for the hills. You know, our, <laughs> our, the emails are going to blow up. The phone's going to ring. Flatline. I think I got one email from somebody. How about that? That's the first It's run. their means testing. It's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that, you think the you widespread panic if they'd gone out on ABC, NBC? Well, that's that's what they they looked at War of the Worlds, mm. and that was that was the model for the '47, you know, lid on everything. Yeah. Well, remember what happened when Orson Welles did this oh, yeah. years ago? People were jumping out of windows. We can't have that. 
you know. So that's how everything was couched, and then it was discredit, discredit. So even if you came forward, well, you're a conspiracy theorist, just like with JFK. If you mm-hmm. didn't believe the official narrative, then you're a conspiracy theorist. In fact, that's when that, that phrase was coined because of the JFK assassination. You're one of those conspiracy theorists. We've got a thousand-page booklet right here which tells us that Oswald was all on gunman. Excuse me, I've been to the kill site. There's no way he did the shot. No way. Not in a million years. Sorry. Yeah. With a man with her Kokano with his sights were bad. I mean, it's just like the whole thing. I, I completely agree. I've been to the grassy you knoll. Know. Yeah. So, Ellie, you mentioned uh, the, uh, the old guard. And would you... I, I'm, I'm going to let you put it in your words because I, I know you've done more research into this than I have. But many believe that there was a covenant made between the Greys. There was and Eisenhower in '54. You, you believe that's true. I, I think I'm, I've come Absolutely. to the full circle on that one. I believe it's true as well. Yeah. You think that's also going to be part of the disclosure coming up? Um, at some point, they're going to they're going to do something. I mean, we saw conjecture, speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could have some guy. Uh, former, you know, Chris Mellon, Luis Elizondo. It could be anybody, right? Some, mm-hmm. some general, ex-general, you know. And but he's going to have the film from Roswell, and they're going to show the the crashed UFO and the alien bodies. Oh yeah, I mean, that, I'm sure that, they would have filmed the encounter too if there was oh, actually absolutely. a meeting, because they did. Ha- they do have footage of the 200 UFOs over Washington that year yeah. in the <laughs> night sky, right? So. I mean, I'm laughing because this is my wheelhouse for like yeah. decades. <laughs> right. Now it's, it's and, you know, people. Oh yeah, I had no idea. We got this this email from a woman, and I know who she is, and she's a pastor's sister, and she, you know, smart woman, been to college, medical profession, the whole deal, real smart gal. I don't believe in UFOs. That's just they don't exist. So she goes out on her back porch, and she lives in the woods, in kind of the middle of nowhere, and there's rolling field in the hills of Pennsylvania and Maryland. And she's looking and there are four lights in the sky and they're hovering like this and one blinks off and then, you know, the other one fades away and then there's two and the two lights. And then all of a sudden the third one's back and, and she's going, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. You know, I don't believe in UFOs. Now she does because she's had an encounter and that's, this thing is being leached out to the point where it was on 60 Minutes. They had Commander David Fravor and his wingman, who was actually a female pilot, who finally came on the record and said, yeah, I saw it too. Commander David Fravor, the first rung on the ladder of disclosure, when um, when Tucker asked him, in your opinion, what was this? Fravor looks right at the camera. Whatever this was, was not from this earth. So that, that became the nexus, the impetus for this. This is the book, UFO Disclosure. The seventy-year-old cover-up exposed, and one of the one of the um, let me just Tucker Carlson's UFO disclosure. That, that's number chapter number one, and that's wrong wrote, number one. Chapters, in your, yeah, in I wrote chapters on a napkin, okay, and I had the napkin in my studio before the house was burned. That thing would be worth millions of dollars at some point, Ali. But <laughs> but I mean, I wrote it on a napkin. We were at a restaurant, and I said, "Honey," and and I wrote the book. Um, it's not like an in-depth study, but I mean, it's, 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 it's a quick read. It's for the layman. It's not all this technical. It's for the layman is to show that something's going on here. Yeah. I wrote it in probably a month. I mean, it just, it just went boom. It just came out. Whereas 
you know, counter move, have enough of return after the flood. That was two years in the making. Two years. The warfare against that was ridiculous. And now the warfare, because we're we're off to parts unknown doing film number six on the on the on the UFO series. Uh, once again, the warfare is, is stepping up and the attack is always on our family. It's like yeah. clockwork, like clockwork. So you um you recently showed some YouTube video footage of what appears to be an actual, I, I would say a Nordic. Uh, it's a fallen entity of some kind, fallen angel of some kind, on a trail cam. And it also looks to me like uh, there was like an orb or some kind of portal opening, and then seconds later, this entity appears. Yeah. And and even you stated that he looked right at the right camera. At the he point. knew yeah. he, he was being shot. Why do you think, what is your take on this entity allowing itself to be seen? Is this part of the disclosure, do you suppose? Yeah, it is. It's part of the fact that, in my opinion, the veil is thinning. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is this influx of the dark side. I mean, Dogman, Sasquatch, um, orbs are all over the place, sleep paralysis, entities in the room. I mean, all this stuff is accelerating. It's yeah. not going away. It's accelerating. And what, what bothers me is the church, for the most part, is completely asleep to all this. Amen. We don't talk about it. I mean, I've had people go, Elia, I went to my pastor and I tried to give him one of your films. He just laughed at me. I said, maybe it's time to go to another church. This is the coming great deception. Again, going back to the walk today with my my lawyer friend Dan, I said, I said, Dan, this is this is it. Second Thessalonians, you know, or chapter two. This is this is it. This is the coming great deception. This will cause the apostasia that we see. You know, this is it. It's coming down like a freight train, and people don't get it. They they they're ignorant. The church is ignorant. And isn't it funny? Um, you know, Jesus says men will faint from fear for what is coming upon the earth. Even the elect will be deceived if that were possible. Right. We're in the window of time where all this is being set up. We are being set up for the because they did not believe the truth. God sends them strong delusion. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I noted that in Jesus Christ's earthly ministry to Israel, he was healing, casting out devils. And there seems to have been an explosion of demonic activity at the Absolutely. time you know yeah. just as there was uh, a, an entire um explosion if you will of nephilim giants in the land of canaan when israel went in to conquer yeah uh, the conquest of canaan yeah. uh so was there an explosion of unclean spirits when jesus christ was preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand and i suspect that since his second coming is right around the corner this is the next explosion uh, this is what we're seeing, the demonic activity manifesting itself in a way other than what we traditionally think of as a demonic possession. To me, they're in the politicians. They're in the, the governmental entities of some kind. Do you, do you think that's what's what we're seeing right now, this yeah. proliferation of Nephilim? We're seeing hybrids. We're seeing it's all across the board. Mm -hmm. and, and it's manifesting like, like that Nord or whatever it was, um, one, one woman called it a djinn. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can't sit down with it. What are you? I mean, it's just not going to happen, right? You know, I'm, I'm here interviewing Beelzebub. Uh, thanks for coming on the record. I mean, it's like, it's just not going to happen. So we can only, you know, look at it as a watchman. Right. What I think I am, you know, I'm, I'm like flailing my arms and going, guys, you know, something's going on here. Mm -hmm. we, we need to look at this. But it's it's manifesting and, it, and it's ramping up in ways that I've never seen it. Now, we were at, like I said, not last weekend, but the weekend before that, we were at the Prophecy Watchers Conference in Orlando. 
And I was concerned. I was asking about um, security because there were threats that were made. And, um, you know, so what else is new? And there was no security. There was there was security that kept people from going into the main the main room. Yeah. Where all the speakers were, there was no security at all. So someone could just wander in from the mall, which the, the hotel bumped up against the mall. It was part of the mall. So if you were in the hotel, you could go to Starbucks here, Chick-fil-A over there, take your Chick-fil-A and your Starbucks and go walking out right in. You're in the mall, all covered over, right? Enclosed mall. Okay. So I'm at my table. My wife is next to me. There's a couple in front of me signing an autograph. The herd is in, in the main room. And there's a gentleman standing at the end of our table who's just talking to me and watching me sign autographs and stuff. So this couple... As I'm signing, I'm bending over and I something catches my eye about 10 feet away to my left. And I look over and it's a woman. She's in a long dress, very long hair down to her waist. She's got all this weird stuff around her neck. And I recognize immediately there's a spirit catcher. Okay, we got a problem. But I, I catch her eye and she is looking at me with full-blown unmitigated hate. I mean, it is oozing oozing out of her and I, I hit Peggy and I go here we go and sure enough the couple leaves and this woman comes up and she is full-blown possessed fully blown possessed and she's got this bag she's wearing as she's coming at me I immediately challenge her do you want to be free do you want to be free Jesus can set you free that's what I'm challenging her and she's just frothing I mean not literally but she's just you know LA and she's like, just, just the hate is just unbelievable. And she takes this big blue bag and she takes it and she, she's carrying it and she sets it on the table. And at this point, Peggy is moving in front of me to shield me from a gunshot. Wow. Well, she didn't pull out a gun. She pulled out a, a, a booklet like this. But that's how it's, that's what I'm saying. So she's she's not part of the conference. She just wandered in from who knows where. Yeah. She didn't buy. She didn't have a lanyard on. She's not part of the conference. She's been sent there to go after me. And so at this point, I look over at the security guard, who's about forty feet away, thirty feet away, and I go like this. I motion. So now he's about 10, 15 feet from us, and just watching the proceedings. So she's taking out this book and she's showing me pictures of faces and phantoms and things manifesting and, you know, spirit things and all this stuff. And I, and I'm looking at it. She goes, we've got to warn them. We've got, she's just completely gone. And I look at her and I go here and the Holy spirit told me to do this. You need to take all this and burn it. She goes, no, but you need to look at it. I go, no, you need to, this stuff is going to kill you. You are obsessed with it. It has taken over your life. You need to burn all of this. Burn it, burn it, burn it. And as I'm ministering to her, her face changes. And Peggy saw it. I've got witnesses. And she, the woman is there in her right mind for 20 mm. seconds, 25, 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, the demons roar up in her, and she goes ballistic. And I, that's when I just went like this to the security guard. Wow. He, he came over. Do you have a lanyard? No. You're not part of this conference? No. And he escorts her out. What's alarming, Scott and John, is this, that anybody could have walked in, God forbid, with anything. Yeah. And blo yeah. cause that's where all the speakers are there. Yeah. And they're, and they're all gone. 
before you can say, you know, it's almost amazing. It's not happening yeah. more frequently. You well, know, this time I'm, I now have a private bodyguard that travels with me. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. speaking at a conference. If it's at a church, the church can supply their own security. But if it's at a conference like this, yeah. You know, Ellie, that, that introduces a thought. Uh, this just occurred to me. I, I didn't write this down. But, so you you are well aware, and you've talked of it many times, about the encounter that uh, Daniel had with the angel who said, I would have been here sooner, I'm paraphrasing, but I was, I was uh, withstood 21 days by the prince of Persia. And then uh, Michael had to help him. And so we know there's angelic incursions, if you will, fighting. Um, we're not talking about an incursion of fallen spirits, of fallen angels rather, into the world like Genesis 6, but we're talking about, and we're not talking about the major battle of Revelation 12, which I think is still yet to be future. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I saw in a film, and I apologize if it's one of yours, and I just missed remembering which film I was looking at, but in it was a little bit of footage of what looked to be like a satellite view of the Earth. It was black and white. It was hard to see, but you could see stars, you could see the the outline of the of the globe, and you could see what looks like a UFO leaving in a trajectory out from the planet, and another one suddenly appears and fires on it. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know it looks exactly. like a, almost like a missile was shot, but it was like a light, like almost like it, a laser it, beam. It came from Australia. There is an mm -hmm. army base there, and the UFOs coming in like this, and all of a sudden you see this burst of light fly up like this but before the light the light's about here this weapon is about here and the ufo just takes off like that's that. it now do you believe the weapon was a, a was a u.s or rather a human weapon yeah like a missile okay and and it just made me wonder uh you know gary Stearman, of course is a, is a close friend of yours but i'm i'm only aware of his dvd where he talks about the angel mm -hmm. that when he was flying the aircraft to somewhere in west texas told him uh, if you look to your left, you'll see a UFO. And that clearly seemed to be a benevolent, God-brought um, uh, uh, angel. Do you think there are currently skirmishes that are going on? Uh, because obviously the Hebrew author says, be careful to entertain strangers, because some have entertained angels unaware. So we know they do come uh, yeah. from time to time. Do you think there's actually, uh, the, in other words, it's vehicles of conveyance for fallen angels and God's angels. Why wouldn't they get involved in skirmishes? Well, and 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 I, I do. I mean, I absolutely do. And, and see, the problem is we've got this truncated view of the supernatural. Well, yeah. when Alicia is is there and surrounded by the Syrian army, and his you know his his servant Gehazi comes and goes, what are we going to do? We're surrounded by the Syrian army. And Alicia goes, just go out. Lord, open his eyes. Gehazi goes outside the tent. And he sees what? He sees the chariots of fire. Mm -hmm. What is the chariot of fire? You tell me. Yeah. Next morning, 180,000 Syrians are dead. So that's how the game is played. Um, those are the good guys. What is a chariot of fire? You know, remember, he's looking at this phenomenon and he has no words like UFO or flying saucer. He's never seen anything that flew. And yet, these chariots, they were something because he's he's relating it in, in the vernacular of his time. A chariot was was the vehicle you rode around in. Yeah. A chariot of what? Fire. What is fire? Light in the sky. Yes. Fire in the sky. Yeah. Travis Walton says Travis, fire yeah. in the sky, right? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's like nothing's changed in thousands of years. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. 
Right. Nobody does. And I'm, I am as perplexed as the next guy. Uh, but I do know this, that the, the breeding program is real. Abductions are real. We cover this in our, in our films. Uh, crop circles are real. And we tie crop circles back in, we, we're going to call it convergence because there's a convergence between the crop circle phenomena that you see and let me see where is it and the the mound builders lost civilizations okay can you see those yeah we sure can actually that's there's, a good clear shot there's an absolute it's a convergence because what we discovered to our astonishment was that many of the crop circles appear next to these ancient megalithic mounds like Silbury Hill in England. Right. Like, like the seat mound in Ohio. Why is that, folks? Because it's all connected. It's yeah. all the dark side. It's all from Hell's Kitchen. Here yeah. it is. <laughs> Here it is. Hey, thanks again for listening today. If you would like to hear the rest of our amazing interview with L.A. Marzulli, please subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can do so at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. 